Assignment 12, Planning for Post-Secondary Life, Transitions and Community Involvement. Let us begin our review of Assignment 12, titled Planning for Post-Secondary Life, Transitions and Community Involvement. Learning Objective 12-1, Recognize the Challenges that All Individuals Face in Relation to Transitions and those that individuals with disabilities face in relation to disproportionately high rates of poverty, employment, and education. Our first objective targets the challenges that all individuals face in relation to transitions and the challenges that individuals with disabilities face in relation to employment, financial stability, and education. The word transition is defined as a process or period in which something undergoes a change and passes from one state, stage, form, or activity to another. In education and human services, we think about transitions from home to preschool, from pre-kindergarten to kindergarten, from elementary to middle school, from middle school to high school, and from high school to post-secondary life. Adults also experience many transitions, including leaving school and getting a job, changing jobs, moving, having children, changing careers, and retiring. For most people, transitions are often stressful. They include elements of the unknown and require adapting to new situations, expectations, people, and environments. Often, new skills must be learned for transitions to be successful. Some transitions, like going to college or moving to a new city, may be chosen. Others, like unemployment, are not. Whether chosen or not, transition times are challenging to most individuals. Scales designed to measure stress contain many items about current transitions. Thus, changing jobs and moving contribute to our stress levels, whether we are excited about the change or dismayed by it. Transitioning from high school to adult life can be more challenging for young adults with disabilities than for their typical peers. Only 35% of adults with disabilities are employed either full or part-time, and only 55% of this group is competitively employed compared with 78% of their typical peers. One out of five adults with disabilities does not have a high school education, compared with 1 in 11 adults without disabilities, and approximately 21% of students with disabilities drop out of school. Three times as many individuals with disabilities live in poverty, income less than $15,000 a year, than adults without disabilities. The goal of post-secondary education has often been stated as preparing youth for lives of community involvement, and success as adults. The facts above suggest that social and educational systems have not been effective in preparing the 373,000 students with disabilities who exit the educational system each year. Learning Objective 12-2. Understand the legalities of transition planning as well as the role of transition planning and the ITP in successful post-secondary life. Our next objective focuses on the legalities of transition planning, as well as the role of transition planning and individualized transition plan, or ITP, in successful post-secondary life. 
Halpern believes that the primary goal of transition should be community adjustment or living successfully in the community. Community includes the person's residential environment, employment, and social and interpersonal networks. Typically, necessary skills include securing and maintaining employment, pursuing post-secondary educational opportunities, participating in community life, living independently, and engaging in recreational activities. General skills include interpersonal skills, problem-solving skills, time management skills, self-advocacy, and accessing support when needed. These general skills are often critical to living successfully in the community. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act idea stipulates that every individual with a disability must receive transition services. Transition services are defined as a coordinated set of activities that is designed within a results-oriented process to facilitate the child's movement from school to post-school activities, including post-secondary education, integrated employment, and adult education, adult services, independent living, or community participation. Transition services must be based upon the child's needs, strengths, and interests, and must include specialized instruction, necessary related services, and acquisition of daily living skills. To ensure effective transition services, IDEA 2004 requires that every student with a disability must have an Individualized Transition Plan, ITP, incorporated into their IEP beginning no later than age 16. The ITP must include a statement of post-secondary goals as well as a statement of the linkages and responsibilities that various agencies will assume in support of the student in making a smooth transition to adult life. Additionally, the ITP must include a statement of transition service needs and courses of study to be pursued to enhance successful community living. The ITP is updated annually and can be viewed as an instrument of coordination and cooperation between the student, family, and professionals from schools, vocational support services, post-secondary education, and other community agencies. Learning Objective 12-3 Describe challenges educators face in designing high-quality transition curricula and instruction, and the importance of planning for each person individually. Our next learning objective describes the challenges educators face in designing high-quality transition curricula and instruction and the importance of planning for each person individually. One challenge for educators is to create curricula and instructional strategies that effectively prepare students to fully participate in community life. A second challenge is to balance the strategies with the ever-increasing emphasis on academic excellence and full participation in the general education curriculum. Functional skills and community-based instruction need to be balanced with academic learning objectives. This balance and the ITP must be based on an individual student's needs, strengths, and desires. Each individual must determine whether curricula and instruction should focus on academic performance, functional skills, or both. Learning Objective 12-4. Discuss the role of person-centered planning in relation to transition planning. 
Our next objective focuses on the role of person-centered planning in transitions to post-secondary life. Person-centered planning, which you learned about in a previous assignment, is a powerful tool designed to help create a vision and plan for the future of an individual with disabilities. Person-centered planning and other models for transition planning can help the team develop a meaningful ITP by identifying the goals and aspirations of the young adult with disabilities. Does he or she want to live alone or with a roommate? Near an urban center or more suburban? Attend college? Get a job? Be an active member of the local YMCA? What supports are necessary to make these possibilities real? The answers to these types of questions are critical to the development of an effective ITP. Over the past 30 years, person-centered planning has evolved into a significant and powerful tool that can empower a person with a disability, known as the focus person, to live a life based on his or her individual preferences and aspirations. Learning Objective 12-5. Describe circles of support and how they contribute to the focused person's quality of life. Our next learning objective focuses on circles of support and how they contribute to the focused person's quality of life. Intentional circles of support are part of many person-centered planning models. A circle of support is a group of people who care about the change happening for the focused person and choose to give their time and resources to working for change. They see themselves as an action-oriented group that exists with and for the person, commits to working alongside the focused person, and meets from time to time for as long as it takes to assure that the person has a secure and interesting community life. The more diverse the group members' skills and connections, the more they can get done. The better they are able to listen and see things from the focused person's point of view, the more the focused person will be strengthened by their support. These advocates support individuals with significant needs to study in ordinary schools, work at real jobs, live safely in their own homes, and become fully participating members of their communities. Ongoing planning and support for successful community living is documented in Autism is a World, which you viewed previously. You may want to watch it again Paying attention to the team-based planning and support enabling a high quality of life for Sue Rubin, an adult with autism. You can also view the Transition Services section of Morgan Smith's IEP on Blackboard. Each chapter of your book focusing on individuals with disabilities includes a section on transitioning to adulthood. While each disability presents unique challenges to individuals, many challenges are shared. School-age struggles to develop language and communication, social skills, mathematical and linguistic literacy, self-regulation and self-advocacy, and meaningful and supportive relationships often continue to challenge individuals into adulthood. For individuals with vision or hearing impairments or physical disabilities, technology might play an important role in both transition planning and adult supports. Transition plans should address current needs for instruction as well as supports that might be needed throughout adulthood. Periodically, reassessing the strengths and needs of individuals with disabilities in relation to transition planning 
will enable needed supports to be altered as greater independence is developed. Learning Objective 12-6. Discuss the idea of individuals with disabilities participating fully in community life. Our next objective returns us to Halpern's idea of full participation in community life. To plan effectively for transition, educators and other professionals need to understand that many individuals with disabilities may require intervention or support throughout their lifespan. Transition planning needs to involve the student, his or her family, educators, and individuals from the community and other support agencies. Planning must be comprehensive, addressing all areas of adult life, including employment, residential living, friendships, health, and community life. Community life may include being an active part of a church, synagogue, or mosque, shopping locally, eating in restaurants, participating in clubs or sports, or being active in civic activities and politics. Transition planning must be broad-based enough to provide for success in immediate situations while not restricting future opportunities. Learning Objective 12-7. Briefly describe a few relatively recent employment and educational opportunities for individuals with disabilities. Our next objective targets improvements in employment and educational opportunities for individuals with disabilities. Employment provides not only income, but independence, identity, and increased life satisfaction for many individuals with or without disabilities. As such, and given the high incidence of under- or unemployment for individuals with disabilities, planning for successful employment is a critical aspect of many transition plans. Many individuals with disabilities work in competitive employment. In the past, many individuals with intellectual disabilities worked in sheltered workshops. Sheltered workshops are generally large facilities where job training occurs for minimum wage. These workshops are segregated. Only the supervisors are individuals without disabilities. Sheltered workshops have come under criticism in recent years because of the low wages paid, the segregated work setting, and the absence of meaningful job training and transitioning to competitive employment. More recent models, such as supportive, competitive employment, have proved to be more effective in training individuals for real jobs in real communities. In supportive, competitive employment, a job coach or employment specialist works with an individual who is placed in a job alongside other workers who are not disabled. The job coach provides on-the-job assistance, training, and support on both the specific job requirements and social and work-related skills, such as returning from break on time. Additionally, individuals may benefit from vocational education during or after high school, apprenticeship programs, and vocational rehabilitation programs. Currently, many colleges and universities provide support for individuals with physical challenges, autism, learning disabilities, and sensory impairments. More than ever in our history, young adults with disabilities are attending and graduating from two- and four-year colleges. Supports might include Braille reading machines, sign language interpreters, additional technology, and additional learning supports. Graduating from college increases the likelihood of employment 
and wages earned once a job is obtained. For individuals with disabilities who are academically oriented, a college education is an important goal of transition planning. For some individuals, wraparound plans are a promising approach to transition planning. This approach wraps services and supports around the student and his or her family, providing a network of coordinated interagency services in natural environments such as home, school, work, and community settings. This approach is especially recommended for individuals with emotional and behavioral challenges and multiple disabilities. But in fact, many individuals with disabilities would benefit from increased interagency coordination and collaboration. Learning objective 12-8: Describe what a microboard is and how it can support community life for individuals with significant disabilities. Our final learning objective for this assignment introduces microboards and how they can support community life for individuals with significant disabilities. Microboards are a new and innovative program supporting individuals with disabilities in communities of their choice. Microboards are formed when a small group of committed family and friends join together with a person with a disability to create a nonprofit organization. This group develops a person-centered plan called a PATH, which stands for Planning Alternative Tomorrows with Hope. PATH identifies the dreams and goals of the person with a disability and addresses the support needed to make these a reality. David and Faye Weatherow of Canada originated the concept. Currently, 14 states support the use of microboards by building bridges that allow individuals to participate in and contribute to their communities, providing social opportunities and managing services such as transportation, medical care, and home supervision or support. Microboards support individuals in determining and carrying out their own dreams. Microboards are a Medicaid waiver program provider that serves an individual. As such, the microboard gains control over financial decisions. The most important benefit is the control the individual with a disability gains over his or her own life with supports from the nonprofit microboards. The corporate structure of the microboard ensures the sustainability of the network of support. It gives families and friends peace of mind that something legal and concrete is in place with people who know and care for the individual. Two types of microboards can be formed: a natural support microboard. Or a microboard can apply to be a provider of home and community services under the Medicaid waiver program. In the second instance, all aspects of the individual's care and hired staff would be paid by the microboard with waiver program funding. The microboard can build resources in the nonprofit bank account for the benefit of the individual with the disability. Examples of purchases might be an automobile that staff will use to drive the individual to approved locations, or a washer or a refrigerator. By renting office space in the person's home, the microboard nonprofit provider can share housing expenses with the individual, allowing individuals on a fixed income more financial flexibility. Finally, the microboard can choose an amount to pay support staff and direct care workers. Thus, possibly attracting and retaining high-quality staff with a greater commitment to the individual with disabilities. 
Microboards can provide a system for future planning through estate planning, such as writing the individual's needs or wishes into a will, or serving as a trust advisor in the event of a significant family member's death. Microboards are a relatively recent but very promising practice that can enable community living for individuals with disabilities. While full participation in adult community life can still be challenging for individuals with disabilities, especially those with significant disabilities, person-centered planning, circles of support, microboards, and other innovations are increasing the quality of life for these individuals. Transition planning and supports across the lifespan are critical for ensuring that individuals with disabilities lead meaningful lives of community participation. This concludes the assignment.